Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the pod. What are we called? Pod Podcast. Podcast Records. Hi, and welcome to the Podcast Records. Right, Matt that's Lock what... is here for his birthday episode. That's our new name, the Podcast Rec Raros. <laughs> it's, it's tough to buy that domain, but. It's we my found birthday, it. and for today's episode, that's what we're called, whatever I just called it. Um, yep, it's Podcast Cat Cat Records. Welcome everybody. I guess am I hosting because it's my birthday? Or if you, you want, yeah. you can host if you want. I'll, I'll I'll host, and if I get tired, I'll just say just, I'm tired. Just pass it over to Adam for the weather. And <laughs> why I'm, not? I'm in. Uh, so uh, let's go to Adam with the weather. No, uh, okay. Adam, why don't you uh, tell us your name, Adam? <laughs> well, it's Tom. No. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it? I didn't know. This whole time I've been calling you Adam. <laughs> yeah, rude. Anyway. Um... <laughs> I'm Adam Aragon. I'll be co-hosting with Matlock today. Oh, you will? Yeah. You think so, huh? Um, um, I'll introduce Joe. Joe? Uh, my Joe, name is Joe Pearl. Name? Uh, it's, uh, I'm also a.k.a. Johnny Chaotic. And my room! <laughs> oh boy, guys! Thank God for that fan. It's warm. <laughs> That's Joe with the temperature in his room. Hot! Uh, it's... Steven, what's your name? What's the temperature in your room? Hey, I am Stephen. Uh, I'm a little upset because I thought we had agreed that we were called the Pussy Wreckers, but whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Someday. Yeah, you had that conversation with yourself. <laughs> oh, as soon as I see you, yeah, we weren't there for that. Okay. All right. <laughs> Someday. Uh, well, we are going to call ourselves the Pussy Wreckers. <laughs> one, day, one day. One yeah. day. Were you just no. drinking scotch in your chair by yourself <laughs> when you said that? Because. So, if you haven't figured out already, I'm the HR liability on the show. Uh, yeah. Going to say some things that uh, will appeal to your parents' generation, but not to you. Oh. Yeah. We turn it down a little, Stephen? Fuck you. All, All right. right. That brings me to our first topic, which I just thought of, and that is, uh, uh, I guess I'll, I'll tell a quick story, and you guys tell me if you can relate. When I was a kid... I, for some reason, thought it was more important to learn about the entertainers and the pop culture of my parents' generation than of my own. So when Wait, I was... You, you thought it was more important or you yeah, that's just what you paid attention I valued, to? I valued what was going to impress adults more than what hmm. was going to impress the kids my own age, right? So like... I completely uh, agree. I was yeah. the same way. I, I was like my dad raised me on Three Stooges and Marx Brothers and even Little Rascals and a couple of those like old old comedy WC Fields things like that. So oh, wow. like when I make a WC reference, Fields. when Damn. I make when I make a Casablanca reference on the playground in second grade, nobody <laughs> got my humor or understood who Humphrey Bogart was. You know, and so they, and they never have since. I, I went as uh, uh, Curly for the Three Stooges and as Groucho Marx. Uh, both in elementary school, I believe, Very like topical. fourth and fifth grade. Your, your and, favorite mono, your favorite monochrome TV stars. And I did a Groucho Marx impression that I think is about as good as any eight year old can do a Groucho Marx impression. <laughs> this I, is top shelf eight I, eight year old Groucho. I learned a monologue from Duck Soup, and I believe I I think I still know it. Let me see. It won't be as good as when I was eight, but uh, uh, well, that covers a lot of ground. Well, say you covered a lot of ground yourself. You better beat it. I, I hear they're going to tear you down and put up an office building where you stand. You can leave in a taxi. If you can't leave in a taxi, you can leave in a huff. If that's too soon, you can leave in a minute and a huff. 
you know, you haven't stopped talking since I got here. You must have been vaccinated with a phonograph needle. And so I do that monologue for like every person I walked up to. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, have, yeah. I got to practice. I do like the phonograph needle one. That's pretty Yeah. Nice. Right. Very topical. It's, it's and so I did that to kids and adults. I would do that monologue to everybody who saw me in the costume. And I swear one of the adults, like old enough that they should at least know who I'm playing, if not have seen many Groucho Marx movies, went, are you a businessman? You're a businessman. <laughs> Look, he's adulting. Look, he's Lawyer. a businessman, everybody. And yeah, so uh, my point is now as an adult, all the people who know all those references are dead. So sure, yeah, am good, I good, stuck yeah. with this knowledge that no longer applies to Xennials if I uh, like a Groucho Marx reference isn't going to play to today's audience, you know? Um, hey, man, you can still come hang out at my house. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> you're here with your elderly place. friends. But actually, what, what springs to mind on that is actually Mystery Science Theater 3000 is when I was growing up, I mean, they were already adults making references to things from 20, 30, 40 years ago sometimes. Sure. Sure. And I didn't get half the references. I still absolutely love that show. Uh-huh. Uh, right. That's that show has so much quantity and quality that like stuff goes over your head. It yeah. doesn't matter. For every something. joke you don't get, there's two you do, you know. Exactly. You know, I I will say too what you made me think uh in the eighties there was a lot of nostalgia going on. A lot of pop culture in the eighties was based on nostalgia for the fifties. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Happy Days was like the number one show for, you know, years. Right. Uh, Norman Rockwell paintings, I remember, were like super popular. Mm-hmm. Like there was a whole section of Norman Rockwell greeting cards when I was a kid in Target, and it was there for years and years. Like there was this, you know, oldies and stuff. Like I don't know. I, I think there was in the air. There was a lot of uh, nostalgia. They, they, they had mash because they missed Vietnam. <laughs> Didn't we all? Um, <laughs> all us eight-year-olds at the time. Uh, but you know what I think plays into it was uh, Warner Brothers cartoons uh, were on a lot more when I was a kid. They'd play a lot of the old stuff that used to run in the theaters oh, yeah. before movies yep. in the 40s and 50s. So a lot of the references Bugs Bunny was making and a lot of those cartoons were making were references to the, the pop culture of the time. So There's I grew WC up, Fields and Groucho Marx. And, right. Yeah. And I watched a lot more Warner Brothers cartoons than I did Disney. Like I liked the humor in them. I liked Chuck Jones animation and stuff and, and Daffy Duck and whatever. So when I'd see them making references to that, I was kind of like, oh, I've got to know who that is. I've got to be up on those references. So I think that was also partially why I dove into like older references and pop culture. That's so um, funny. I was very similar. And like, I would always echo my dad's distaste for whatever was currently popular. And in mm-hmm. retrospect, I would be like, <laughs> fucking asshole. Why didn't you like, just come on. Like, or I, I wish like, at least my brothers and sisters could have pointed it out. Like, no, Stephen, like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, no, that's, yeah. Nope. yeah <laughs> when, you know, it, it, it helps for like the one area I think it helps is like classic movies, right? Like there's movies that are timeless that, you know, that have been, are still referenced in our pop culture today, like Indiana Jones, like things that influence even today's stuff. And you still make references today. So in in that respect, at least if you're familiar with Kubrick's films, they're going to be timeless in a way that like, you're never going to like, nobody's going to go, Kubrick, never heard of him. Who's that guy? You know? (laughs) Um, Yeah, for now. We'll see. Um, 
So yeah, that's something. Some things stand the test of time. I mean, people still watch The Shining and stuff like that. You know, and things that yeah. stand the test of time tend to not have many pop culture references in them. I was thinking about mm. that last night. Like that's the, true. Not another movies. The not another teen. Not another uh, whatever yeah, movies. Not, not another teen movie. Yeah. How dated are those? Even just a few years after they come out, let alone keep now 15, 20 years later. I mean, like, it still lands with me because I know all the source material, but... But, yeah, if you were 20 years younger... No, no, you I was 20, a lot came. of it would just be like, like why the are they doing this? It's like the most relevant movie you've ever seen because it's yeah. referencing stuff nobody cares about anymore, so... Yeah, it's, That's kind it's, of what I like about uh, the new History of the World uh, TV series. It's uh, not that seen it. Brooks Is it good? It's, it's really fun. good. Uh, it's a mixed he, bag, in my opinion. He really... Uh, you can tell Mel Brooks is... Old? Really that, yep. <laughs> And uh, yeah. definitely that, Can you tell? but also just really trying his best to address issues like old political issues and stuff, old historically political issues. And like also just, just, I don't know, like almost had a um, Quentin Tarantino kind of feel like from uh, the way Quentin Tarantino handled the Holocaust in um what was that movie? Uh, uh, Glorious Bastards. Bastards. Yeah. Right. Uh, kind of a similar tone because they had a Hitler on ice, like the same way they had Hitler on <laughs> yeah. ice in the first history of the world. And it was just funny because you're like, what? Like yeah. just the, the um, juxtaposition of it, the contrast is like, well, that was oh, at the end, right? It was like, it was right at the end, right before two. Jews yeah. in space. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Which I'm still waiting to see it. I know. And, right. Like, well, they, they touch that upon that, be... that in oh, history of the world too, as well. Uh, but in History of the World 2, they do Hitler um, on ice again, and like, the, what is it, Wanda Sykes and um, oh, right. a couple of the comedians that are in the right. show just do a very inglorious bastards take on it, where like, they just, for like, the last, like, minute of the sketch, they're just like, I hope he fucking rots and fucking get fucked in his ass multiple times. I've got like two seven-year-olds in the living room outside of my house. <laughs> right so I can't necessarily express you myself. Swear. Why are you holding back, Steven? It's just us. <laughs> yeah, we're we're not for children. Did you know? <laughs> get them out of the house. Yeah. They By the way, if you're, if, if you're a child and listening to this, uh, you're going to jail. Yeah. Tell them when I was a kid, I'd be playing in you. the streets right now. Um, which brings us to our my next next topic, um, which is totally unrelated uh, comedy. Yay, Stephen! I wanted to ask you, and um, I was talking with a friend about working the room, yep. and I used you as an example. And one of my favorite because, things, right? Because you're good at it. And one of Thank the compliments you. I often hear about your your humor is that your funniest stuff is usually you're working the room and looking at you know taking in the moment basically. Uh, and sharing that moment with the audience. It's something that you didn't pre-prepare. It's something that's coming purely from your observation. It's up. It's it was my tactic that I would use. Humor. It was always my tactic that I would use as an icebreaker because mm -hmm. I figure, why don't we get to know each other based on stuff that we can both see? Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, I had a show where I was like, uh, I could really tell the husband uh, picked the lighting here because mm -hmm. like the light bulbs are just like round, 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 super long phallic shape. Round, <laughs> round, round. And, you know, I was more like, I wonder if the wife was like standing next to him, like right before they opened, going, sweetie, <laughs> did, uh, were they out of the round ones? Like, what? <laughs> Why? It's, it's really. I just want to balance things out, okay? <laughs> right. Something along those lines. And you drew it, little uh, nipples on the round ones. Yeah, you know, I remember looking around the room and just being like, oh shit, like that really fucking 
like it hit so well like everybody was just like it felt like a warm family gathering and i even looked at the bar owner and his wife who were sitting behind the bar and they were like laughing and you know jovially or whatever the fuck they want to call it but um you know, in a know good how way. were they laughing tell me they were well not in the way jovially I've seen uh, venue owners laugh when I make fun of them in a way where they're just like, you're not going to perform here again. So it wasn't that, which was good. <laughs> it was an evil laugh. Yeah, yeah. The more, yeah, the more places you're banned from, the more street cred you have. Yeah. My other favorite one was a place that had a stripper pole because uh, they did all sorts of different shows. And uh, I, I came in and I was like, I was like, oh, God, I love this place. I love the respect for safety they have here at Rita's. I mean, look at that. At any moment, if a fire breaks out, a firefighter <laughs> will fall from the ceiling. Yeah, from the ceiling. A hatch or opens. Ghostbusters, if there's yeah. ghosts, you know? Fire alarms, those are bullshit. Rita's has got a fucking... <laughs> we, we've got a, got a guy. guy. There's a guy <laughs> right upstairs. there. Yeah. Ted <laughs> will fall out of the ceiling. <laughs> firefighters upstairs. Uh, and it was the same thing, you know? It was like, oh, we'd never met you before, and boom. Hey, cool, keep going. What do you got, you know? Uh, and I actually noticed that whenever I went into my um, rehearsed bits, uh, it wasn't as strong of a reaction, and I think it was because I was told by other comedians at the time, like, Oh, well, your tone kind of changes. Like you kind of go from like you're having fun to like, okay, I'm going to work now. <laughs> okay, into the serious monologue that I've yeah. Right, right. And, and, and so, down to business. Yeah, and so I had to keep that in mind and, you know, remember to kind of keep my uh, my same tone going when I moved into my material and try to make it not so, you know, jarring or whatever. Um, thank you for the opportunity to talk about myself at length yeah. based on well, one mm. single compliment. For sure. Well, I got, it, it was, it was one and a half. One, is it Stephen's birthday? What the hell? <laughs> no, no. But I, I just want to delve into topics I'm interested in for my birthday. So this comedy, even though I don't do stand-up, I do improv, uh, is is always fascinating to me. I wish I could like take a, take a class on like how comedy works or teach a class or, or go to a school yeah. for comedy. The, the, um, the, sci the science and philosophy of comedy. Well, with it, like how it breaks down barriers for people so that they are more willing to listen to something that might be an opposing view as long as they agree the person's funny and they're not feeling attacked. And like comedy's not funny if you feel like you're the butt of the joke. You have to rehearse comedy, right? And, and my belief is that the funniest time, the the funniest time a joke is told is yeah, the first you, you time it's ever line. told. Can you start over? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, the funniest time you hear a joke is the first time you hear the joke. I didn't get I didn't get your joke. What irony. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a joke. It was a statement. Um, so it did, yeah, that was oh, so apply. much better. It was so much yeah. better. Keep going. Yeah, no. you're nailing it. But now, okay. So Louis C.K., right? Um, <laughs> he, he, oh, here we go. Okay, guys. Right, right, right. right. Okay, no, crash position, go yeah. ahead, continue. We, what I'm bringing up is, is before all that, what I had heard is that every year he would throw out all his old material, start yeah. from scratch, and yeah. like, I think George Carlin. Oh, he got that who, from George Carlin, yeah. Right. He got yeah. that from so Carlin. George Carlin did He that. says that a lot in so interviews, So let's talk about too. Carlin. So Carlin would okay. yeah, scratch his act, and then at the end of the year, he... I guess he would do a special or what Louis CK would do is he, he'd pretty much perfect his act, hone it through all these performances, you know, and, and that's what most comics do with their set. Right. But not every year do they throw all their old jokes out and then start fresh. 
And then he'd record it at the end of the year when it was totally polished and have a polished <laughs> new special every year. Um, I think I think that makes sense. Like you can't have the right enthusiasm sometimes for the joke when you've told it for like ten years. You know. That's, yeah, that's what I. So I guess I, uh, that's always been my problem with stand up is I feel like I'm uh, I don't feel as funny when I'm telling something that either isn't true or it doesn't come from the moment or I didn't just think of. If it's rehearsed, I always feel like it's. I mean, maybe I could polish it if I if I were a professional stand up, I would just polish it and polish it with every. Um, audience but yeah it's it's it i enjoy improv because i know it's always like that that working the room kind of like observation of the moment uh first off the top of your head first thing you think of spitting it out and like everybody laughing at how we all just noticed this thing happen right then and there together um um, i don't know what my question is any comments on any of that well as far as like the way comedy goes and stuff i saw carlin when he was uh at Santa Rosa, at the Luther Burbank. Um, nice. And uh, it was really fascinating in the fact that he had notes. George Carlin had notes. Oh, yeah. And what did he did a version of a joke from that he had in his special. The version that he did for that I saw was actually funnier, I think, than uh-huh. what ended up in the special. Mm-hmm. But it was really like, is really an amazing moment to see someone who's George fucking Carlin had notes. Like, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. he, he's got so much to say in a set, and he's so verbose. Like, I I can only kind of imagine that maybe that's necessary because and he was a hundred. He covers, years he covers old, a so. lot of ground. Like, yeah, you know, I've seen a lot of older standups who you know have like paid their dues. Like, they'll do that, you know, because it's like, hey, like I'm not gonna I, memorize I've, this shit. I've already won. <laughs> I've seen I've seen experienced comedians do that when they're just trying out new material. You know, I it's just like interested. It, to, it was just interesting to see like what someone would look at as like a beginning kind of thing that a comp- comedian yeah, would do. Right. right. That George Carlin's doing it like that level of like comedy and being a comedian. Like you yeah. can still, you're still doing it like just the way you were when you began. You know, like. Yeah. Well, they say I, they say that yeah. about like filmmaking and stuff too. Like, learn all the rules, then break them. Like, you know, learn that's how to kind do of everything. the way I take that. Like, yeah, he's fucking one. So at this point, you know, he can do whatever and he wants. at his age and stuff. Exactly. Whereas I, you know, I'm still amateur. I still do open mics and shit like that. And so for me, when I, it's been a long time, but for me, when I go out and do stand up at an open mic, I make sure that I'm not reading off a little thing because right. I haven't gotten to that level where you've already you're already coming yeah. in ready to pay attention yeah because yeah. i've earned that i haven't earned that yet and so i gotta fucking be a little yeah, more professional. Step it up. no I, I agree i think like if you're starting out that should be your goal is to not do that right but, exactly yeah. be as professional you as don't possible. do a play with the yeah. script in your hand every night right. um oh shit i have messed up a lot of plays <laughs> No wonder I keep getting fired from plays. That's, um, that's my showing of Midsummer Night's script. The one guy uh, who fucking loopholed that shit was um, Richard uh, Lewis. Shit. Yes, Fire? Richard oh. Lewis. I love Richard, Richard Lewis. Lewis's thing was the big sheaf of messed up 
paper notes. I used to do a Richard Lewis impression. It was like I, I've I'm seen a couple of people have that as part of their bit. I don't bit. know what I'm doing. Right. I took right. all this meds and I'm taking these medicaid. I don't know. What's and he does happening. all this stuff, yeah. and he's no. like working through his stage fright and his yeah. unpreparedness right in front of you and using it to his advantage. <laughs> and yeah, I'll have my fucking sets written right there because yeah. it's my prop. You don't yeah. fucking know, which right. is just like, <laughs> dude. Well done. Yeah, yeah, you don't fucking. Uh, my comment on that is that I feel like it's more peer pressure than anything from comedians who are working hard to stay off book, and they see you not off book, and they pressure you to get off book. But yeah. obviously, they can't pressure George Carlin to get off book. Yeah. But I now Oliver Graves, right? When well, Oliver Graves, you can't <laughs> be staring if if nobody knows you yet. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but like I, I got to get this out before I forget it. Yeah, yeah. If nobody knows you yet. If you're just amateur, if you're just open mic, or even if you're on a show, but it's just some small local show, uh, you know, if I pay 15 bucks to watch you do stand up for seven to 10 minutes, I need to see your face. I need to see your eyes or I will not fucking respect you. I'll be like, oh, thanks for charging me 15 bucks for this asshole who reads off his phone. Right. And I know that sounds pretty like angry and sorry about the tone, but like I take it seriously. And I think that if I am going to have the audacity to tell my coworkers, hey, I know you normally just chill at home on Thursday night, but if you could like, you know, drive down here, spend 15 bucks, you know, buy a few drinks, but not uh-huh. too much, like all these things I'm asking of them, then it's my responsibility to not, you know, let them down by right. just being like, mm. okay, what's next? Well, I'm not talking still there? about, Great. right, right. Yeah, you know? here comes another yeah. joke. But... Yeah. yeah. Now, Richard, what fun. Richard what Richard Pryor would do was he would just scribble like one word notes, like, and he would do an entire routine based off that word. So he needed a reminder. Yeah. Now Janine Garofalo also, she's done specials where she just has her notebook or a piece of paper on a a stool. And when she gets lost in her act, she goes, she looks, she sees where she's at and then she continues. So she's not very again. Like these are all comedians who have like gotten it. No, yeah, they've gotten right. very far. They've earned now, it. If you're beginning, you can't do that. I do that with my set list that I write down, but then I memorize the bullet list. Yeah. And that's how, and so you'll see me get lost, like on my fourth joke. Like I mm-hmm. just finished my third joke. It hit really well. I'm feeling really high from it. And I think that's that, common to have a set list and, and to just review like what was my next right. bit. And yeah. so literally what Blind I do is it. like I blank out and I'm like, oh, no. And I hear the laughter starting to subside. And so I immediately just go Cry through the, yourself. okay, first yeah. joke, what was the first joke? What was the opener? What was the first joke? What was the second joke? What was the third joke? Right. I'm on that one. Okay. Anyway, working out. Do you guys work out? I work yeah. out. Right. No, yeah. no, bleeding. <laughs> no, working uh, out. No, wait. Pedophiles. No, no, wait. Groceries. Oh, oh wait. I shit myself. Oh, I shit myself. <laughs> I'm shitting. I'm shitting. Did you guys like that? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me your dinner. <laughs> He's like Gallagher. You have to have like plastic sheeting for the front two rows. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, you will get wet on this ride. St- <laughs> Stephen right. Thomas is performing. I put on three glasses. <laughs> Stephen Thomas's wild ride. Um, I would actually rather be hit by flying fruit than his bodily fluids. I know. I'm picky. I got some of the nosebleed. I got nosebleed. Sign this shirt. Um, so I guess my last point Here I was going to make, the one time I've seen notes benefit somebody on stage, and this is not to say that they needed them, was when I first saw our friend Oliver Graves perform, right? And Oliver Graves, if, if you look up 
Oliver Graves, you'll see he's got a video probably with 2 million views from him going on America's Got Talent. And he came on, he's this goth comedian. It's a character comic. He plays this character, Oliver Graves. But when I first saw him perform, he had a little black notebook and he'd cross his arms and he'd be sort of buried in the notebook and he'd look up and he'd tell his jokes and he'd go from the book. And he was part part of the bit. That's my point. There you go. It looked like it was part of the act. And once he, and I talked to him, I was like, I actually thought it was funnier that you were reading from your little goth diary. You know, that was like part of the, (laughs) it was like a prop. It's and a prop, he was like, like Richard yeah, Lewis. It's perfect. Yeah. But he said, yeah. I, I felt I had to lose it. Other comics don't like it when you're reading off notes. It's cheating to have your, your jokes right there in front of you. And so I decided I not to do the notebook. That. I respect yeah. it too, but as a prop, it completed his look for me. And I was like, if you put a couple little Lisa Frank stickers on the outside of your like black diary oh, that you're reading right. from, <laughs> yeah. and, you, and you just, it's, it's his body posture while he was reading. He'd be totally closed off. Or like a fucking NRA sticker or something. But it it was like, it completed the look. And I begged him. I was like, I think you should just bring it back in. Like, you don't have to. It can be blank. You know, I think it just completes the look of like you're reading from your diary. That could be... Yeah, you know, could, at some point he could just flip it around. Yeah, he flips it around. And it's like a piece it. of black paper, and it's all—it's yeah. yeah. it's just all black. blank, yeah. black paper, just black just pages, a, just with a no polaroid writing. of his ass. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the you one know, instance where I was we like, all have if, for if, inspiration when we're on stage. Right. Oh, I guess I, I guess thought my it point was is medical if, advice. I thought it was just regular. Uh, oh, my doctor yeah. said take a Polaroid of your asshole. Put a mirror on the floor, squat over it, get a get a good deep camera angle. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And, and send then, it and, to and, my office email. Yeah. And send it, and send it to analvictories at podcastrecords.com. Ratemyanus.com. <laughs> <laughs> you know there was a site I checked I checked recently just to see if it existed luckily it does not but it was called rape my shit and a, a, Wait, did you say rate or rape rate rate yes oh, that's okay. always oh. you have to be very clear with that T <laughs> yeah that, that almost got way darker that was on the that's on the dark net but uh, well, that's not nearly as funny uh, a man yeah. I barely know sh- showed it to me one time and it was literally people take I would take a, a man picture you barely know yeah yeah that was the point <laughs> It's called, what's it called? Um, So it would show like a little frame of somebody had taken a Polaroid picture of their their turd in a toilet. And then it would have like a one to five scale and you would just go through and click the next one and rate each one. You have? Okay. I have heard of this. I thought it was like a government control device to get rid of people. Are you rating rating attraction or like impressiveness? Like size? It's sort of like entertainment value just in general it could be like long and snaky maybe that's what's so special about it or like the roof of a gas station bathroom it could have peppers in it if you had like a solid double ender that sticks out of the water then (laughs) now explain a double ender to me like a like a double-sided dildo is only brown and kind of crests yeah, think of a kill, think of a kielbasa resting <laughs> along its curve, and then mm. the two ends are sticking out a double ender. I think that I mean it's it's only if you have a real solid diet, but I think that <laughs> would nobody be nobody here does fives across the board. A double ender, what the fuck? <laughs> it's so rare oh. when you see one well, in the wild, and when you, you have gotta... one. The rest of your day is just magic. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everything's taken care of. 
Nothing yeah, gets you down. Except... Yeah, no, you're whatever happens, you're done. You're taken care of. I heard yeah. that joke all the time when I was a kid. People talked about having a, a good BM, you know, like right. about you know, and it was in what uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights, I think. Um, but yeah, like, and, and it didn't actually happen to me until I was older, where I was like, oh yeah, when you just have like a really satisfying yeah sit down and you're like okay yeah i worked on that hard but i succeeded and right yeah. everything's okay and i sweating mean, a little uh, bit I, <laughs> there's I, some I blood but you know i think i believe uh robin williams sang the praises of it in uh the fisher king he's like oh, oh right. like when you have a really satisfying bowel movement yeah yeah <laughs> well what's I, I i wouldn't doubt that there's endorphins that are released when you do that in fact my my uh view on life is that it's a it's build up and release and so uh, in life, tension builds. And then when you have the relief of that tension, then that's really satisfying. So every day we have a buildup of urine in our bladder and poop in our bladder, not in our bladder. Oh in my our God, colon. I was just going to say. <laughs> poop in yeah, our bladder. Yeah, and... poop in our bladder. Oh God. And then you go to the doctor. <laughs> you guys, you, the you doctor guys don't. And he's like, that's not right. You got to get that <laughs> We got to look at that. You're saying everyone doesn't shit out of their urethra? <laughs> you, you have toxic blood poisoning and... No, but it uh, comes out like shoelaces. But it's weird. Honestly, you know, it's, you, guys, you know it's how you guys have milk coming big. out of your assholes every morning, right? <laughs> you, right? You, you ever accidentally step on a tube of toothpaste? It's. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, my belief horrible. is that's part of what makes life worth living is that that relief. That's some of the best joy that you get from life is when there's a relief of tension. Any any fluid that leaves your body is the reason you're alive. Uh, yeah, so, it's little alarm bells in your body, and you're turning them off. Right. I suppose you could say the same thing for you know accomplishments and goals that you work in in life, work yeah. towards in life. You know, you're essentially when you making all these small steps every day. Uh -huh. You know, if it's like at a job, and then like at the end of a financial quarter or whatever, you present your big you know, thing that you've been working on for months and it is a similar thing, right? You're just like, You're full release. of uncertainty. And Do then whatever suddenly... you want with it. Yeah. <laughs> give me, give me my applause or whatever. And, uh... and she stands up on the desk. <laughs> release! Release! Do what you will! Two, two, two thoughts just occurred to me. One is that we should have an applause button in the bathroom. <laughs> two, I think two. podcast. Yeah, two, no, two is that uh, Matlock, for his birthday, managed to do the mythical poop episode yeah. well, <laughs> that we've been trying to, not to do. Now <laughs> I want to talk about Bur Birdo's reproductive system. If you gave birth uh, of oh, a no. baby out your mouth. Yeah. Uh, no, okay. Birdo uh, is I used the to... exemplification of Nintendo not respecting women. <laughs> <laughs> and she dies in three hits. I mean, how realistic is that? I mean, then you throw um, the babies back at her until she leaves you, you alone. She it's spits the babies at that... you, and so you hit her with her babies. Yeah, every every female character oh, in Nintendo is our Birdo's our mascot. Yeah, I think so. She, oh, dude, we gotta get her as a mascot. Yes. Oh, dude, we, we ought to <laughs> ask her agent if she'll be on the show. You jump, have... you stand on the babies, you yeah. stand on them, then pull them up, then <laughs> throw them. <laughs> right, right. Some, that's up. the Mario physics when you can grab the thing you're standing on and mm -hmm. lift it. Yes, <laughs> that's. I, I'm still trying to perfect that myself. Um, Sometimes you so, want to ride them for a little bit, depending yeah. on like how yeah. far you want to be. Catch a little air. The last Just Mario related... explaining this to like some fucking 
some chick at a bar. He's just like not paying attention to him. Well, well no, you got to fi- be on the eggs. There's a <laughs> physics problem here because if someone shoots out an egg fast enough to move horizontally in a straight line, it's a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a baby. You've got a bullet. There. <laughs> She doesn't, even, like, she doesn't even look aware of what's happening. Like, every time it happens, she just looks around like, yeah. what? <laughs> the, the physics-appropriate Birdo would be her just dropping them on the floor. What would it? What would the sound effect... I want everybody to improv real quick. What is the sound effect when... If, if in real life, a real Birdo spat an egg out, what it would sound like? Okay. Yeah, I'd be like... <laughs> Okay, last poop-related right. thing, and then we can move on. Well, I used technically, to, that was babies. I used to say, well, I want to bring it back to poop See real quick. your priorities left. Um, I used to say that I had my best ideas when I was on the toilet, right? And sure. I've heard other people since say very similar things. Like, that's when you can, like, a lot of creative ideas end up popping up into your head. For whatever reason, I think the I process I stare between of, my legs. I like to see the magic happen. <laughs> I like to watch as it happens. I stick my head, <laughs> I stick my head in the bowl between my legs. Yeah, um, like an airplane crash. Yeah. I get one leg up. How many sheets of toilet paper am I going to need for this? Yeah, you gymnast one leg against the wall, and you kind yeah. of 40, 45 degree angle it. You know, leg here, other one down, <laughs> looking. Yeah, I, I actually have to like stop doing that so much because like that's how you get hemorrhoids. Kids sit on the toilet for too long. And, yeah, that's true. and yeah. So I just want to, anybody else experience that like a good thought during a poop. Uh, my process, hey. what I do at uh, before I when I go to bed at night, I don't. I have a TV on, or I don't look at my cell phone, or Let's anything. Let's not get this racy, Steven. Go on! Uh, God damn it. Go on! Tell me about the floor. Tell me about the floor. Go on. Uh, anyway, I don't look at any devices or anything at all, I, and the yeah. room is just black. You know, I don't have a TV on, no lights, whatever. Old school, whatever. <laughs> but uh, I find it pretty relaxing, because... I find that I'm still awake for a good 20 to 30 minutes and I'll have a temptation to want to go to my phone and I resist it. And I just kind of fall back to like when I was a kid and I couldn't sleep. And I just like this just in Stephen Thomas better than everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Don't look at a phone on the toilet or before. I'm sorry. (laughs) Stephen Thomas is the better man. What he didn't explain is that this is happening at 12 noon. So it's all in the dark. Yeah, you turn on all your blackout <laughs> curtains and you just stand in complete darkness. And you, you think, know, I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't know I was the Gwyneth Paltrow of the group <laughs> until oh, yeah, just now. Do. Yeah, you God are damn the sliding it. doors of this group. And um, so, no, if you you know hire like twelve people to fan you with palm fronds, and yeah. I, I actually had a thought. I don't know if you guys want to riff on it or not, but I was thinking, what would be uh, hilarious um, sponsors for the podcast records? Um, you, know, you know, like Mountain Dew Code Red and Meth. <laughs> brought to you by RateMyShit.com. <laughs> We're no longer functioning, but you can still do it at home. <laughs> the new RateMyShit.com board game. Play it with friends. Um, just make uh, sure you eat what, first. What's that, what's that mobile game, the Legends one, whatever they're always pitching? Oh, the one... Dude, you know what's sad? Okay, all right. Two things. I think we got to get some of that money. Two Raid things. Shadow Legends? <laughs> yeah, Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> yeah. Brought to you by Raid Shadow Legends. Mm, They'll just, do anything. I just <laughs> wanted to... 
to say, Stephen, like I used to stare at the patterns on floors and stuff, like uh, or the walls, and see faces. Or yeah, or, yeah. So it's called per- periodolia. I, I believe that's the term where you're like, it, yeah, you look at a patterned wall or surface and you like start yeah. seeing different it used shapes. used to be one of my favorite activities too. as a child. I had, had a tree, tree. I had a tree in the backyard and I was lucky enough to sleep in this one room we had that looked out a big window. And at night I could see fucking just hundreds of different things. I would stay up. Like I, uh-huh. I would like keep myself up to like, oh, oh shit, look at that. Oh my God, that's awesome. Right. You know, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh sure that's fine for you but i do it and i need pills fine <laughs> well, that's pretty like well, that's because that's because the, uh... you're seeing them on other people's faces but <laughs> you're right. a demon whatever i saw some things <laughs> i saw a demon you're getting um, all yellow wallpaper with it yeah that's, that's <laughs> different everything's a rorschach to joe <laughs> it's all a test if you haven't read yellow wallpaper by god i can't remember the name of the classic american author but that's all about seeing shit in the walls, but then it goes pretty left. <laughs> Come on, what you just said, I wanted to say. I, I I saw one today, and it's so sad when you see a celebrity from, you know, 10, 15 years ago doing one of those Facebook ads for a mobile game, like Royal Royal League or whatever, yeah. you know. Royal Clan Clash of League of Bloons, yeah. L- literally, like, two hours ago, I, I saw Heather Gold Graham. Gold Edition. <laughs> I saw Heather Graham pop up and she's like, hi, I'm actress Heather Graham and I've been oh, playing, no. playing Royal Rumble. And yeah, she yeah. does like, and it's like, oh, it's so, so oh, Heather Graham, no. Fucking well, bones is. you out, right? Yeah. I hate I, that. Oh, Pedro oh, Pascal. Um, yeah, Pedro Pascal. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it was Pedro Pascal is in a mobile game ad for like a murder mystery game and it's super cheesy and you're like, why are you doing this? Uh-huh. And he's like at the peak of his career. Right. Yeah. So they, they must, must have, have offered him enough money. Insane yeah. money yeah. him for that. I've been That's wondering true. what happens. What's the end result of intellectual property becoming completely uh what dissolved, I guess, for lack Brave of a new world. Well, I heard the new yeah. The new Flash well, movie. By, by the way, the author of Yellow Wallpaper is Charlotte Perkins, Charlotte Perkins Gilman. Gilman. Gilman, yes, fantastic yes. short story about a woman um, who uh, married to a dude who ignores the crap out of her, and she goes crazy, locked up in a room, uh, staring at the wallpaper. But first, pub- the process... first published in eighteen ninety-two. Yeah, Stevens, but... older than we thought. Dude, <laughs> it's still it. It's haunting to this day. You should really give it a read. It, it's yeah, it short. Sounds cool. Right. I've, never, I've never read it. it. Sounds cool though. I don't know oh how it God. fits into our topic of poop, but I guess yellow and um, he's a <laughs> fits crappy into husband, the so. uh, big, 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 big word you said earlier about seeing patterns in wallpaper and stuff. Oh yeah. oh yeah. I just wanted to give you the author name so you didn't. Thank uh, you, Charlotte Perkins Gilman. That's right. Yeah. Yep. This has quickly um, become no, a book make review sure podcast. Not to read that. <laughs> I hope, sorry, now I'll, I'll never read it. I love that book. Sorry, fellas. Oh, it's so weird to go check this stuff. Yeah, I bet it is. <laughs> I suggested it to a girl one time. <laughs> Here, it's all about men ignoring she you. Never Enjoy. Spoke to me again. It's like this I've is made, the kind of relationship I want to have. I've made such bad. <laughs> I've made such bad like cultural mistakes that way. I also uh, had a first date and was like, "Hey." Uh, Want to go see Django Unchained? Uh, well, <laughs> you know, get us in the mood. 
I mean, it's well, a good it's just, test for whether they're going to be worth dating or not. I would. That's think. kind of my thought was like we both like Quentin Tarantino. You seem cool, but uh-huh. like it was a date too, and so uh, when it got halfway through the movie, I was just like, well. Do I hold her hand now at this torture scene? We both, yeah. we both, yeah. we both love, we both love Spielberg, and we both love Liam Neeson. So Schindler's List was our date, and she was Jewish. I was like, I was when, not. when do I make my move to hold her hand? Like, you know, what's the perfect well, time to put my arm? When Django's shooting someone, or someone's getting whipped? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> which one's hotter? Yeah. Hey, are you having a moment here? Yeah. Yeah, it did remind me of the classic Seinfeld. Yeah. You made what? out at Schindler's List. <laughs> one of one of my first dates with my current girlfriend, uh, Vanessa, I was like, well, I'll show her my favorite movies. What's in my top five favorite movies? And I was like, well, number one, I mean, after Little Shop is Fire Walk With Me by David Lynch. And that's one of those movies that you're not even supposed to show to people unless they've seen the show. <laughs> yeah, but I was so like, great. well, I was you, exposed you, to it before you the You need show. to be pretty good friends. Dude. And so <laughs> that's I, awesome. Check I it out. It I'm fucking yeah. weird. Yeah, exactly. No, it kind of was. It was like, I wanted to see how weird she was willing to get. And yeah, she like, push your limits. she fell like asleep it. halfway through, right? It was late when we put it on. She just passed out. It's very surreal and, and weird. And she probably just her brain like turned off and she passed out. And then the next day we finished it. She reluctantly finished it. And then after, as soon as it was over, she was like, I'm glad I never have to watch that again. And I'm I was like, like nice. a roofy clockwork orange vibe here. But wow. <laughs> she slept over and we watched the rest the next day. But like after she said, I hope I never get to see that again. I was like in this state of shock where I felt personally attacked. Like I <laughs> like something I loved had been shit on. Yeah, and well, she, she was careful. so I, I didn't like say any, I wasn't like violent or anything. But she was, she was, I flew into a rage. She did not know me well enough to know <laughs> what was happening. She didn't know what was happening. She just then saw I dropped that I was like, elbow. I was stunned. And she, <laughs> I didn't, all she saw, all she saw was me going, uh, uh, but it's, I, mean, I suppose it's, you don't like Picasso because they don't look like people. Yeah, right. <laughs> And then, and, and so this is what so, she did. You know, Steven Spielberg's an asshole, I suppose. <laughs> she loves Spielberg, not a big Lynch fan. And so, and like, she literally, like, I guess was, you just hate joy. I'm sorry. I just, I love picturing Matlock just being like, Super passive aggressive. <laughs> no, actively aggressive. Oh, actively yeah. aggressive. Yeah. No, Defending I'm... David Lynch. Like he's the people's hero. You son of a. Mm. My, my brain turned off and I couldn't make words. And I was just sitting on the bed, kind of stunned, trying to think of like how to defend it and why I like it. Or, or how to kill her. Uh, you got kicked in the brain balls. It's so creative. Yeah. And, nice. And, and yeah, and so I had blue brain and kicked um, right in the brain balls. God, yeah. I love that exactly. And to end the story, she she like started. <laughs> She's dead now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she was inching towards her purse and collecting her things slowly as she was. I was like reacting because she was like, I don't know if I just started a fight. I don't know how. Like, yeah, she yeah. didn't know me well enough this, to know this, what this was going to sketchy. come out. She right. just saw me like going. You know, like you just got kicked in the balls. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And and like I had to reassure her, like, no, it's okay. You, you can have your opinions. That's fine. Like I'm just shocked. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're allowed to be wrong. Yeah, no one said yeah. you trying can't to, be. Trying to put the fangs back in. Yeah. Oh, no, it's good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're quiet. You're quiet. I don't. You're, 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 you
<laughs> What's your favorite movie that I won't like? Uh, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So, but oh since then, we are still dating. It's been nine years, <laughs> and we found a middle ground, like Steven Spielberg esque, like crowd. We all we find a middle ground on shows and things we like. But when it comes to the extremes, she's more reality TV. I'm more David Lynch surreal abstract, and she's really not into that. I I would love her to guest on the podcast just to tell us about her the conversation of her impression I interview i want to hear about the conversation she had with the first girlfriend of hers immediately after, after that happened that. like She's just like, I don't like know what, if what I was the first this. thing <laughs> <laughs> so i met this I'm scared. guy i'm scared Can so i, I said with you one wrong while? thing about this movie <laughs> I, I i gave he someone broke. an aneurysm today <laughs> 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 I think his blood vessel in his eye burst. <laughs> he forgot. He forgot how to say the ends of words, so it was only the first half. He looks so like a stroke. Uh, the last oh thing God. I want to bring up for my birthday podcast, and this can be the final, unless anybody else wants to do something, yeah, um, is Kindergarten Cop. I was telling you guys before. <laughs> let's let's dive deep into before the Cop. podcast. Everyone I've spoken to who has seen that movie, uh, and now this is a. a a thing I, we, we're probably the same age most of the people that i talked to about this movie right so they probably saw it when they, they were the age i was right you probably all saw it when we were in our teens right yeah um so yeah, when like i talk to people or, about that movie they love it like everybody's like oh yeah that's one of the best schwarzenegger that's my favorite i laugh so hard they quote it all the time and then i go on rotten tomatoes i've checked it twice and both times i've checked it over the past couple of years i'm like what 50 percent uh like 53 percent uh, critics, fifty-two percent audience, meaning even less uh, audience members like say that well, they like. Um, anyway, no, I, I was saying that um, like signing on to Rotten Tomatoes didn't exist, so right. the only people reviewing that yeah. are watching an old movie they that go they off don't old reviews. I mean, they take critic reviews from the no, no, time the, it came the critic out. reviews. I could see because critics are famously like kind of not good with a lot of comedies. Like, I'm not surprised with the critic score at all. Yeah. But I'm saying the audience score being low is because every audience member has seen it in the last 10 years, not 20, 30 years not ago. Not true, because a lot of people, like, I could go on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Well, and I mean, there's some people who it, saw it back then. False. Yeah. You don't have but, to say untrue, just say false. <laughs> but the, the main criticism that I see aimed at it, at least in the critic reviews, is that it's too adult for kids and too uh, saccharine and kitty for adults. It's it's uh, too extreme on both ends, and but as a teenager, I feel we were in that space where it was like we were coming out of childhood. We're still used to maybe some of the more puerile humor in it, but then we also were into getting into action. And um, so well, let's we be honest: the, the the heart and soul of Kindergarten Cop is listen to this man with the weird boy weird voice yeah. say things. Yeah, yeah. It's basically yes. like. Yeah, it was the kinda, first time somebody we, we play a game. was like, oh, Who's yeah, daddy and what does he do? Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger's <laughs> voice can be hilarious if you make him say like comedy and, yes. and the juxtaposition or the contrast of what you're used to, because it was, you know, it was the running man. It was, uh -huh. uh, you know, you predator. Fix your it camera, was, Joe. It was your uh, camera. OK. It was that that's who I grew up with knowing who Arnold Schwarzenegger was Conan, you know, yeah. like he was he's a killer. Uh, he's a monster. He's, it's, you know, he's all that is man. Yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. and they just... even start the movie like that. Remember? Watch yeah, my, like watch my car. And uh -huh. he like goes in and like, but yeah. beats down the door and like, just whatever. He's got, he's a got the dark beard. glasses and grizzly dark beard glasses. and cigar. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah well, it's, him, it's, it's him playing against type, you know? Like... Right. Exactly. <laughs> and so you walk into the movie going like, awesome. 
cool. More Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger. This is what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. And then they flip it on you. And it's a <laughs> the, the title no didn't warn the title alone. You <laughs> like, say, the title did not warn me. <laughs> right. This was. I thought maybe he protects it from terrorists. You know? <laughs> I hate both of you so much. But uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. And, and I think that to, for me that was the major draw. Yeah, it was just like this is fucking awesome because Arnie is look, one of those actors like, that like everybody loves. Says. Everybody loves Arnie. I think for his accent alone. Because he's not a great actor. Um, sure, he's buff. And maybe that's some, another reason to like he's, him. He's but charismatic. It's like, yeah, he's charismatic. But it's like when St- Stallone and Schwarzenegger were like having their, their peaks. And yeah. they were both kind of like trying to outdo each other as the main action dude. It's like, I think Arnie won just on his accent alone. Because everybody likes impersonating Arnie. And Stallone's just got that one thing with the, you know, <laughs> like, uh, like, like you've had a stroke and part of your mouth doesn't work. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I, I think you sound dumb when you're doing a Stallone impression and you sound funny when you're doing a good Schwarzenegger impression. So just based oh, on I that know. alone. I don't know. I, I laughed my ass off at a good Stallone impression. I had an old buddy of mine Stallone did one. Impression? I cannot. An old buddy of mine did one at a campfire once and I was on the ground. Like he did it first. <laughs> Solid hour, us. and it was I can't I can barely do an he, impression he like, of your friend impersonating like, Sylvester <laughs> Stallone. Is, like this is like 2002, but yeah. uh, reenacted oh, for us word for word. He was just yeah, like, yeah he was like it's easy like you just, have to, like, you know, you just shoot some novocaine you into your lips. Yeah, it's like basically <laughs> you're really sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> just took a bunch of Xanax. And... Uh. Okay, I'll do and, this impression. Hold on. Let me numb my lips and take a bunch of Xanax. All right. Novocaine. Drugs. My, my favorite Stallone quote ever is not Stallone. It's uh, somebody doing Stallone in the um, old commercial. There's an old commercial for uh, Lipton Ice Tea. And uh, it's like the little black and white claymation uh, Rocky. <laughs> and he's getting the shit beat out of him or whatever. And he goes into... Uh, the corner, and uh, there's a little claymation, Adrian. He's like, you're getting killed out there, Rock! Yeah, and he's all, who keeps ringing that bell? I can't concentrate. It's my favorite quote. I say it all the time. I used to say it when I was hungover. It was my favorite thing to say in the shower when I was hungover. I'd be like, who keeps ringing that bell? I can't concentrate. Oh, that's funny. Fuck, I, I seem to forward. remember that. I, I wonder, was that the guy who did animated the, um, the California Racing? Was it California yeah, Raisins or Celebrity Death Probably. It was, it was uh, they had a string of commercials for Lipton Brisk Ice Tea. You know, yeah. that's brisk, baby. That's brisk, brisk, baby. Yeah, that was it. Uh, <laughs> and then Adam, there's if a... you'll play that Lipton commercial for us right now, if you can find it. And if not, I, then I, I will, we're I'll not. play a very short clip. Concentrate. It's over, Rock. Now that it's over, just give you something to drink. There ain't nothing on ice till I say it now. Lipton brisk ice tea. So maybe this. Brought to you by Lipton and RateMyShit.com. <laughs> Podcast records. Brought to you by the '80s version of Lipton tea and poop. Does anybody <laughs> like that old Stallone movie that the critics love to hate? What was it called? Oscar. Oh, Oscar. Yeah, I've never I've seen it, Oscar. but it always looks oh, like yeah, it was kind yeah, of fun. Oh, yeah, that was kind of fun, actually, yeah. It was fun because it was a big ensemble movie. Mm-hmm. What's, I that, love those. Uh, what's that arm wrestling one? Over the Top? Over the Top, that's right. It's like a truck. It's awful. It's fu- it, 
That well, that's funny because like I I liked that movie when I was a kid, and all Me the too. other kids I knew loved that movie. Mm-hmm. And then, but no one today likes that movie. Well, let's see what Rotten Tomatoes has to say about yeah, it. I actually never saw Over the Top. I remember oh, people man. talking about it, and over I just was top. always like, every time I looked at the cover, I was like, it imagine, was imagine, imagine, this, like a muscle imagine all the truck. tone and gravitas of like you know uh, intense '80s movies, but yeah. trying to wrap itself around yeah. the concept of arm wrestling. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes says over the top thirty two percent from critics, forty nine percent from audience. Also, that was his kindergarten pass. He cheats. Does he cheat? He wins. (laughs) Does his kid? He resets his hand, which he can't do in real arm wrestling. Spoiler. Oh, all you have to do is uh, mutilate your body a little bit, and you can be like me. Um. That was a bad story. I was going to say, I don't know why Stallone is from Romania, but I like it. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> like it. Romanian Stallone. Oh, I am the best Romanian Stallone. Stallone. <laughs> Hello, I'm I, Stallone. I've come to this country to be Stallone. It's not working. <laughs> Hello, so who is Adrian? Where can I find her? <laughs> so, Matlock, how's your birthday going? Uh, pretty bad so far. I mean, I've been doing good, a podcast good. for most of it with four, like three guys that Wait, I barely hey, can we do talk the thing to. that I said I wanted to do for him. Oh, hey, you're, you're a gonna... bird, man. You can do whatever you want. That's you're right. Bird, you're a man. fucking bird, bro. Don't forget that. All right. You're, you're a fucking a bird. bird. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. Chuck. That you say you you're a fucking bird, bro. You ain't got no. You ain't He's got no cage. Bird. Don't ask what it means. You don't have to think about it. That's the beauty. Bird. You're just. You're a fucking bird, bro. Yeah. Be a bird. Just, just be, be a, a fucking bird, bro. Be yourself. Fuck be a fucking bird already. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got a little carried away. Well, you know, I'm excited. I want to. You're a fucking bird. That's all. So, that, like, and that, uh, and that funeral dirge, like you know. Everybody for coming. Well, that's that's why we're not going to do that. We're going to do it restaurant style, like they do at Chevy's. Here, is there still which, I ever, which everyone loves. Is there still I'm going to do a quick one, and then we'll all do it together. All right, here we go. Happy happy, happy birthday, birthday from all of us, us to, you. to you. Happy happy birthday from Chevy's and our crew. Podcasters brought to you by Chevy's Lipton Iced Tea and <laughs> and, and shit. Yeah. That's brisk, baby. <laughs> that's my catch line for our advertiser. I get to say that's, that's brisk, brisk baby. baby. And our advertiser's <laughs> like, we don't make that product anymore. And, uh, <laughs> I want my baby back, baby back, baby back. That's uh, yeah, right. Re- reach, reach out to long shot sponsors at podcastrecords.com. Yeah. Where's the beef? <laughs> Brought to you by Taco Bell, Chili, Chevy's, Lipton IC, and RateMyShit.com. <laughs> and Guy with a Gun. <laughs> guy with a Gun. <laughs> I'm here! He's got a gun. <laughs> Do what he says. He's got a gun. <laughs> All right, I think that's enough for us today. That's enough birthday fun. Uh, well, anyway, uh, happy birthday to Matlock Zumsteg. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, happy birthday to you too. Thank you. Yeah. What? No, why? <laughs> I mean, you'll have a birthday eventually. Um, yeah. so. The, po- the podcast wreckers and the populace at large wish you to have joy today. They better. And, and to not think about your mother nude, sweating, crying, bleeding. She's dead. Pushing too, you out so of her that's vagina. Even, wow. Oh, Don't okay. think about those things. No, no, think about her young and fit, but then and, all those things. And dead is talking about <laughs> He's talking about everybody in general. And then wow. think of Birdo's reproduction system and how you would have looked coming out feet first from her yeah. mouth. It all comes back to Birdo, brought to you by Birdo. Then an Italian plumber standing on your body and then picking you up and throwing you back at her head. Okay. All right, for a send-off, tell us all of our sponsors today, Matlock. Well, first of all, the podcast records has been brought to you today by the letter Q. 
a very underrated letter that you should use more. Q, use it more. Uh, also, Lipton Ice Tea uh, with their current and favorite uh, catchphrase, Stephen. That's press, baby. Can you do it as uh, Sylvester Stallone? Oh, who keeps ringing that bell? I can't concentrate. Now do it as uh, 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 Liam Neeson. Can't. Okay, that's fine. That we're, we're going to drop them as a sponsor anyway. Um, Joe. Yeah, sure. RateYourShit.com Thank you, yes. Don't forget RateYourShit.com and Chevy's yeah. now working in conjunction yeah, sharing the same yeah. URL. <laughs> Ironically, they, they feed into each other more, more than you'd think. They have a little photo booth in the bathroom now, so you just go and you sit in it and then it takes a photo straight it's down. It's like an extra wide toilet with lighting. <laughs> oh god. Hey. Instagram filter, place to hold your phone, you know. Hashtag blessed. Yeah. We actually had a booth like that at my company party this summer. It was great. A shitting a booth? booth? Yeah, yeah. So you could like get a picture. It was great. All right. Um, today's also brought to you by. I don't know. Angst and ennui. Yeah, that's why we do this mm. for you. Is because yeah. we're upset yeah. and tired. Yeah. Oh, oh and, and, and uh, uh, a recurring joke, by the way. Shout out to Coulter. <laughs> Oh yeah, Coulter, our, our one hey, true Coulter. fan. He's he's so hit funny. me up, he's hit me up and he's like, "Am I your only audience?" Yeah, as I'm far like, as you're we the know, only, you're the only avid one. Yeah, yeah. You're our you're our Patreon. You're our entire Patreon, so, and you don't send money for audience everyone who accidentally you. is watching this because uh, they clicked on the wrong button. Uh, you know, uh, Coulter <laughs> did, can then vouch for us. We have yeah. Coulter. Culpa. <laughs> Culture will vouch that we All are right, worth it. So, that. happy birthday to Matlock. Thank you for checking out the podcast records. Find us online at podcastrecords.com or your podcast platform of choice. Or in that shoe you left behind the door, the one with the sock next to it, it's That's in there. It oh, mm. Thank you. Break that shit. <laughs> <laughs>